Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Coming up on the show, my guest will be Andrew Fagley from the Nightline Sports Network. He hosts the Nightline Show along with Trace Trulco. I'm happy to say that I am now part of the Nightline Sports Network, hosting the AAC Report. Andrew is standing by in the virtual green room, and we will talk UCF Duke, Johnny Dawkins, and more. But first, let's touch on a few other topics in the sports world. The Orlando Magic are one of the hottest teams in the league on a six-game win streak, and after beating the Miami Heat last night, have moved into the eighth spot in the NBA's Eastern Conference, a half game ahead of the Heat for that final slot. They're also just a half game behind the Pistons for the seventh spot and one game behind the Nets for the sixth position. And as it would happen, the schedule, God's played right. They play game two of their four-game road trip against the Pistons on Thursday night. The five-game win streak at home, their first of that link since, I believe, 2010-2011. And with seven games left to play, they've got things in their hands to determine their fate. Gronk has retired. Rob Gronkowski, the all-world tight end from the Patriots, is hanging it up. He is only 29, but he is battered and beaten, and now we'll probably move on to the world of wrestling, which I cannot think of a more suitable profession for him with his goofball personality. Will he stay retired will be the question that probably needs to be answered. Stay tuned for that. In other NFL news, pass interference or non-PI calls are now going to be reviewable. So after that blatant non-call in the Saints-Rams game and now an admitted non-call in the Super Bowl against the Rams by the league, we get more replay for interpretation. That's just what we need. You know know where I stand on replay. Um, I think it does more harm than good. It affects the officiating. It eats up so much time. And a lot of times they don't get the calls right. And now we're going to add more into that mix. We'll talk about UCF Duke in just a second, but the game that livened the whole thing up was UCF in Duke, of course. Uh, This has now been one of the chalkiest tournaments that I can recall. All four number one, number two, and number three seeds and two four seeds are in the Sweet 16. The outliers are number five, Auburn, and a 12th seed in Oregon, but Even a chalky tournament is still fun to watch in my book. I will continue with my bracket podcast again through this weekend. And as you know, tournament success by the small schools means their coaches will probably get plucked. Ron Hunter snapped up from Georgia State by Tulane. Nate Oates will leave Buffalo for Alabama. So Buffalo gets the double whammy. Uh, You know, they lose Bobby Hurley and then... They lose Nate Oates, so it'll be the, I guess they have to go by the mantra, next man up. We welcome to the program one of my new podcast friends and colleagues from the Nightline Sports Network, where I now do an AAC show. We say hello to Andrew Fagley, one of the hosts of the Nightline podcast. Andrew, thank you for joining me on my podcast. Hey, no problem. I really uh, appreciate you having me. And uh, again, welcome to the Nightline Sports Network. It's a privilege to be along. And I also invited your co-host, Trace Trollco, who could not be on. He's not big-timing me, is he? Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) We're we're both really busy people, but he he outranks me on busyness uh, a little bit. He he has a lot going on, and he does a lot for us and uh, his you know, his regular job as well. So we both have full-time jobs. 
it's not all fun and games. Um, and then we do all this stuff on the side. Yeah, no so. problem. Just just wanted to take a little fun shot there. Uh, so <laughs> we're a couple of days removed now from the uh, UCF Duke game. Is the sting lessening for you at all? It is. Uh, the, the other thing, though, is I guess they're starting to be rumors of coaching changes. Yes. Uh, rumors that everybody wants Johnny Dawkins now. And I don't, I, I don't mean to step on you to, to bring this up later, but that's the thing that's bothering me now. <laughs> because I don't want to see Johnny Dawkins go anywhere. We've, we've dealt with this before. And I understand. I mean, you, you make miracles happen, and then everybody wants your service. Mm-hmm. I understand that completely. But... I mean, come on. Uh, he's been here three years. He hasn't got a... This is my problem with college athletics. Number one, I don't like it when players leave early. And I don't like it when coaches leave without going through a complete uh, recruiting class. Mm-hmm. Where his seniors, his first seniors, graduate under his tenure. Yes. That's the way I think that it should be. And I think that it would be, you know, perfect and in a, in a perfect world you know, that would be the way that it should go. Mm-hmm. Um, that goes with firings and and having coaches poached. Yes. I, th- I think that they should at least have a chance to go through their full class, even sometimes before they're fired. So uh, I just don't want Johnny Dawkins to go anywhere. I think he's, he's building a beautiful thing here. And uh, I, I just feel like it would be a big setback because you never know what you're going to get. Obviously, we got somebody that's special, though. Yeah. So, well, hope- I, 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 I'm, I'm sure that Danny White is doing everything that he can to make that not happen. And I believe, personally, he'll be successful. I would have to agree with that. And, and, and obviously, Vanderbilt's the first one that has been rumored. And I'm thinking, boy, Vanderbilt would be quite a step down from UCF today. It would, except for the money, because they'll be able to pay a heck of a lot more than UCF can. Mm-hmm. But I think if, I he, mean, if that, he would, but if he wants to win, <laughs> he's going to win faster at UCF than he is at Vanderbilt. I believe so. Yeah, because it's it's built here. Is the building at least the you know the foundation and about halfway up is built. If you're if you're building a building, <laughs> you yes. know what I'm saying. The roof isn't on it yet. Because I really don't think that there is any roof. Right. Uh, the roof, the ceiling would be the national championship. And, and I think that, I mean, the thing is, in basketball, you can see that it's easily attainable by any program out there. At the beginning of the season, you have the chance to win the national championship, and you know it. Mm-hmm. If your team is good enough and all that stuff. But at least you have the chance in college basketball, unlike football. Yes, even whether it's microscopic or not, at least there is a seat at the table and a a point of entry for that to potentially happen. So with the the UCF game, and I think also why Johnny Dawkins' stock is rising so greatly, was in the VCU game, what a great move going small uh, to help counter the, the, the press. And then the way he he, he handled the, the the Duke game was 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 just terrific, um, you know. He basically just said, "Here, shoot three pointers. We don't care." <laughs> right. Well, I mean, he's built such a defensive, uh, you know, juggernaut. Really, uh, it, it's just 
it's special what he's done. And I mean, it was it was easy to do with Taco Fall. I think a little bit easier than it would be with with just normal people, because everybody knows Taco Fall is not a normal person. Um, you know, he kind of stepped into having B.J. Taylor and Taco Fall and and uh, you know all that, but. He used them and made them better players. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the biggest part, I think, uh, of what made this happen, um, is that he was able to take good players and make them great players. Taco Fall, as we all know, that, that watch UCF basketball and have since he's been at UCF, he struggled a lot in his first few years. He did. Tripping over himself and just really not being very athletic. He was tall. So he had that going for him. He had a you know a huge wingspan, everything like that. But he was skinny, and he just he just wasn't athletic. Um, so there was a big transformation in, in Johnny Dawkins' first year, and then another big trans uh, big transformation this year. Yes, for Taco. And I would even say he took it up another level in the last month of the season. He absolutely did. Yes, uh, that was a different guy. And I think that it was passion. Uh, you could see it in, in Taco Fall's eyes and just the way that he carried himself. Uh, he wanted to make a, a splash. And where better to make a big splash, especially is in those, those games in the tournament where everybody was watching. I mean, literally, every, not literally, but almost everybody was watching that, that Duke game, at least. Well, here's also hoping that uh, we don't lose more than one Dawkins. So, Aubrey Dawkins, do you think he decides to to go pro? He certainly has raised his stock after the Duke game. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit on Nightline, which you can find it out there now. Um, We talked about that this week, and I said, when we were talking to Ben Stout, I said that uh, if I was... uh, if I was Dawkins, I would want to stay and play with my dad for that last season of eligibility. I would want to maybe finish what they started together, mm-hmm. if it was me. Um, and, you know, I understand that, that he, he played wonderfully. I mean, he played better than he had played all season as well. Um and, and yes, his stock rose tremendously, but he could do it another year and his stock could even raise more. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could make it a little bit farther in the tournament, maybe, and get in front of even more eyes. I mean, the eyes are going to be on UCF basketball. We know that. So the eyes are on Aubrey Dawkins as well, you know, if he decides to stay. So. Um, just like Taco Fall last year wanted to go to the NBA and, and they said that he wasn't ready. I mean, he probably would have been picked at some point, but he didn't. not going to get picked like he is going to be this year after everything that he's done this season. You know what I'm saying? So he made a smart decision to come back. So I, I hope that Aubrey does that as well. And I, I, I feel like if it would be easier for Johnny to leave if Aubrey didn't stay as well. And I kind of worry about that. Yeah. So you mentioned Taco thinking that, you know, so he, he looked at the NBA, he decided to stay And Are you of the belief that, uh, that he can make it in the NBA? Absolutely. 
I mean, it'd be stupid for some team not to take him, even if it's in the, the G League or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the biggest guy out there. He's, he was the biggest player in college uh, basketball, and he'll be the biggest player in the NBA as far as, like, size goes. Um, there's nobody else that's 7'6". Mm-hmm. And with the, the way that the NBA is able to develop players, I mean, I think that he'll be very valuable at some point. Well, it would be an interesting test. I would think, though, that uh, some NBA team would have to be willing to kind of restructure how they play because, you know, it, it, the NBA is as big a copycat league as there is. Everybody is, is going to the Golden State model. And I think somebody's got to be willing to kind of alter how they how they approach offense and defense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to kind of build a team around a guy like that uh, because he disrupts everything. I said for a long time that he was kind of a uh, if he if he didn't play well, he was kind of a liability mm-hmm. um, in a way, just because. You know, of his size and the referees not knowing how to ref him most of the time because they're not used to somebody with arms his length and stuff like that, you know? Um, so, yeah, I mean, a team is, would have to take a chance and you know that when, if they're going to play him and when they're going to play him and how they're going to play him, they would have to maybe do something a little bit different. Yeah, that's for sure. He's just, a, he's, a, he's an oddity. Mm. I mean, you know, he's... If you're that big and that strong, and, and you know you're you're an oddity. Unfor- I mean, I guess that's unfortunate. I'm not sure. It's it's, it's fortunate for him. Yes, <laughs> he's yeah. going to make a lot of money one of these <laughs> days because he's an oddity. But I say oddity just because of his size, you know, and just because there's nobody else out there like that. He's like the top thirty people in the in, in the entire world as far as height. Yes, that's that's crazy. Did you see that picture? Uh, I think CBS Sports tweeted he was on his knees at one point during the, uh, I think it was during the VCU game, and they showed a player next to him, and he was just as tall on his <laughs> knees as that player was, if not taller. Yes, I, I did see that as well as the, uh, the the one that really got a lot of fire was him standing next to five foot two Tracy Wolfson. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it's just, you know... He's uh, he's just very different than everybody else. So you're right. I never really thought about that uh, until you said that, that they would have to really uh, do something different to have him on their team. But I think, I mean, like I said, it's crazy if some NBA team doesn't take a chance on that. Yeah. Because if they could develop him, I mean, he would be a monster. Literally, yes. Well, you you mentioned uh, earlier, and I don't know if you heard the news today or not, but um, the the man that recruited Taco Fall and BJ Taylor uh, to UCF, Donnie Jones, was an assistant at Dayton. He is now taking the Stetson job. I just saw that actually right before we came on. Uh, that's interesting. I was never a big fan of Donnie Jones. Um, in fact, I got uh, blocked on Twitter. By Donnie Jones because his last season here, I think I I uh, coined the hashtag Fire Donnie Jones, and <laughs> I, I pretty much sent that to him every single in the athletic director at the time. Um, every time that they would lose a game, 
so I I just wasn't satisfied with what Donnie Jones did at UCF. Obviously, he's a great recruiter, and that's what's really gotten him, uh, kept him alive in college basketball. And I'm sure Stetson will be better. He just didn't do UCF any service in his last couple of years. Uh, no, I, I I was very frustrated because it was a lot of, to me, the offense was uh, stand around, bleed the shot clock, and okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's great for Stetson. It's, it's great for him to get a head coaching job again. I don't have any animosity towards him, really. I mean, he's always been a nice guy. I, I've interviewed him a few times and sat in a, a, lot, a lot of press conferences um, when he was at UCF, and he was always polite and a very nice guy. So it's nothing personal. It's just that I didn't think that, you know, he was doing uh, UCF any good with what he was trying to do. Yes. Well, we're thankful that uh, Johnny Dawkins came along and made things all better, that's for sure. So uh, earlier today, the the American Athletic Conference and ESPN made official their new 12-year media rights deal. Um, it's going to increase uh, the, the money for all the schools, probably close to $7 million, it sounds like. Um, so... And obviously, it's going to be very heavy on streaming and ESPN Plus. Uh, what is your What is your take on this long contract that they're doing? Well, I, the other thing that I, the other person that I've never been a huge fan of, honestly, is, is Mike Oresco. And uh, I give him credit for for doing this deal. I think it's a really long deal. And I'm not sure what that means for a school like UCF that would jump at the chance to get, you know, into a, one of the true Power Five conferences. Um, I'm not sure what that, what this contract, if it has anything that would hold them back from that because it's so long. I, I don't think that there was any grant of rights or anything involved in it. No grant of um, right, no grant of rights, and it did sound like there was some openings that they could. Uh, kind of renegotiate the deal during the course of it. He didn't f- come out and fully say that, but he intimated there was some some wiggle room, if you will. Okay, well, I, I guess that's good. Um, of course, the $5 million more dollars that all the schools are going to get, is it's huge. It is. It's huge. It, it still it, it separates us a little bit from the rest of the G5. Mm-hmm. So we're higher than the Mountain West now, I'm assuming, by, by quite a bit. We're way higher than, you know, the rest of them. So except for, you know, the Power Five. I just think that it should have gotten us a little closer to what the Power Five schools, with the quality of football and basketball and the rest of the sports in the AAC, I wish that they would have gotten a little bit closer to those power conferences as far as money goes. Yeah, uh, and you know, people are talking about the or whining. Really, people are whining about the uh, ESPN Plus thing. I love ESPN Plus. I've had it since it came out. Uh, when it very first started, I was one of the, uh, probably one of the first people to put my money down. The very first day that that you were able to purchase that and use that, I did it. And there's all kinds of stuff on there. It's going to open up a lot for the AAC with having a lot more basketball a, a lot more uh, uh, other sports you know Olympic sports uh, and softball and, and 
baseball and all that stuff on there that you don't really get to see on TV. So that's an exciting part about it. I know that there's going to be people, and there already are, that are upset that they're going to have to put up the 4.95 a month for ESPN Plus. But trust me, guys, if you're listening that that are on the fence about that, it's worth it. It is. Uh, there's lots of content on there. If you're a sports fan, there is tons of stuff on there. If you're uh, a uh, UFC fan, there's plenty of that on there as well. Uh, so, and that's the home of that now is ESPN Plus. So the fighting Ultimate Fighting Championship. Yes, which I loved. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, it's it is interesting because they are you know they are building and beefing up that platform, and according to what we heard today. Uh, they're going to get more football games on the ESPN, ESPN2, ABC, and ESPNU. Uh, I think from 26 to 40 is that count. And they're going to get more basketball games onto the onto the network as well. So th- that is some more exposure. So those are those those things. I, I, I find it interesting because with a 12-year contract, and they went on a lot today about how, you know, Everybody's doing long-term deals, but boy, the media landscape changes so fast. I mean, what it looks like now may not look the same five years from now, and you might be looking at this deal going, what did we do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's all kinds of players in the game now uh, with Amazon Prime Video and Netflix wants to get into some more sports and stuff like that. So, yeah, uh, I hope that this turns out to be a good deal. I mean, the others may get more, I guess. So it it may even itself back out where we're right back where we were in the first place. Um, with it being especially that long, it's a long contract. So, um, you know, 12 years is a long time. Um, and I, I I mean, I personally think the, the AAC will probably look a little bit different in 12 years. I think there's some teams that will make the jump um, because, you know, those uh, contracts are coming up for the the A the ACC and the SEC and all that stuff. So there's a lot of media contracts that, that need to be re- rewritten for those conferences, and you never know whether that will uh, whether that will foster another um, realignment. Yeah. So, yeah, def- I know UCF would jump instantly if they had the opportunity to go to the AA or the ACC or the SEC. So, or and, even the Big Twelve. You know, the, the pack. <laughs> yeah, well, the Big Twelve too. Um, I think the Big Twelve needs to do some stuff. They need to. I mean, I went to and played at a at a Big Twelve school um, at Kansas, and. Uh, it was the big eight then. Um, but, uh, when they went to 12, they should have kept 12, no matter what it's out. It's a little dumb to have your name, in the big 12 and have 10 teams. Yeah. <laughs> so they need to add a couple to make everything correct there. And, you know, I, I always have thought UCF would fit very well in that they would get into Florida where they don't have any teams, um, and all that. So, yeah, we would take that as well. <laughs> yes, yes. By gosh, 
12 should equal 12, not 10. <laughs> we got to have the math exactly, be right. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, it, so the Nightline Sports Network's been around a little while now. You have a have a have a tremendous audience, but for some folks, maybe hearing about it for the first time, why don't you tell the folks a little bit about your about your network? Well, yeah, it's the, now it, it was the Nightline podcast for a long time. So we started in. It was actually I had to look it up because I, I knew you were going to probably ask me something. But we started. June 17th, 2014, so it's been a while now. Coming up on uh, five years. Done, we just did, this week, episode 195, I think. But in our catalog, we have over uh, 300 things that we've put out. We, we do a live post-game show uh, after UCF football games. We basically uh, cover everything that is UCF. We have multiple shows. Uh, we have uh, not only the Nightline flagship show, but then there's the Sons of UCF. And now you're you're doing a show for us, uh, concentrating on the AAC. And we wanted to branch out a little bit and and try to cover a little bit more of what our conference is doing. It's called the AAC Report, of course, with Jeff Allen. You hired um, you and, you hired you know, that you hired it, that hack. It's going <laughs> to help us uh, bridge some gaps and maybe pull some some fans listening to our network from some of those other schools. Yeah, I don't know if you heard me or not, but you actually hired that hack, Jeff Allen, man. <laughs> I did, I did. Well, I mean, it, you came along at the exact perfect time. I've been wanting to do it for a while, and uh, I heard you doing this show and liked it and uh heard about your background and thought that you would be the perfect guy and you 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 bit hook line and sinker yes i <laughs> yes i did it, it is it is uh it's great to be a uh, uh, part of the team um how about some uh, more shameless plugs for 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 the nightline network well you can find us online we're everywhere we're on facebook we're on uh twitter we're at uh, UCF underscore Nightline on Twitter, and that's I probably should change that uh, uh, handle because now that it's the network, uh, there's a lot more stuff under there besides besides just UCF stuff. Um, but we're very active on Twitter. We'll talk to anybody. We'll message back and forth with people. We're also on Facebook, and you can find. Everything that we put out, we put out stuff sometimes seven days a week. You can find it on iTunes or Google. Um, you can find it on Spreaker. You can find it on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, everything. Anywhere where you can find a podcast, you can find our stuff. Outstanding. Well, And, of course, I have to say, you mentioned my partner earlier. Trey Strelko, mm-hmm. he uh, came along in our 21st show. I did 21, or I did 20, well, no, I did 19 with uh, an, my original partner, uh, and then he had to go do other things, so I found Trace, thank goodness, and it's just, it's come a long ways. I was listening earlier tonight to Trace's first show, and we've just come a long ways. Um, so you can go back there and find all those uh, archives and stuff on nightlinesports.com. 
if you want to. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it really to go back and <laughs> all the way because it was it was pretty bad when it started. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we uh, I think we've come a long ways, and we've got lots of really really loyal listeners. I really appreciate those guys. Yeah, well, it's outstanding, and of course, uh, I I'm glad to be part of the the, the scene with you guys as well. And uh, we certainly do appreciate it. Andrew Fegley from the Nightline Sports Network, thanks so much for being on my podcast today. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And speaking of the Nightline Sports Network, I actually had a chance to do an interview with AAC Commissioner Mike Oresco today, talking about the new deal with ESPN and the AAC. And we'll have that as a Nightline Extra on the Nightline Sports Network. I'll let you know all about it uh, when when that's out and available. Uh, I'll tweet out and put it out on my Facebook as as well. So that'll be something for you to look forward to there as uh, we continue our shameless plug part of the program. Well, our closing note tonight, the AAF, the Alliance of American Football, is in danger of folding. That is what the majority owner, Tom Dundon, the Carolina Hurricanes owner, who stepped in with a lot of money and became the chairman of the league, he told that to USA Today, basically saying that if the NFLPA is not going to cooperate with the AF by refusing to allow the first-year league to use young NFL players, then they can't be a developmental league. So they are looking at their options. One would be to fold. I would really hate to see that happen. I think the the league has uh, provided a nice outlet for football fans in the spring. You know the level of play; it's you know it's it's college level to some degree. It's 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 not a, it's not NFL football. It's not going to be. But um, you know, there's seven games into their season. You know, we have a team in Orlando that looks like it's going to be championship bound, and if would also fall into the category of all the all the, the the leagues that have come in and out of this town and not that lasted very long. I would really hate to see that. So hopefully there's something, you know, I think it would be in the NFL's best interest to uh, f- align to align with the alliance. Say that five times fast. Uh, I think it would be in their best interest to do that because it will it will give them what what they didn't have. Uh, in the last several years since they folded the Euro- European League. And they got a lot of good uh, players to develop in the European League. So it would be worth it, because especially quarterbacks. You know, so many times these guys are getting thrown in when they're not ready. This would definitely help to, to minimize that. Follow me on Twitter, JeffAllen88, and don't forget, I will uh, put those snack-sized podcasts out once again uh, throughout the weekend, talking hoops, talking the NCAA basketball tournament. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. 
Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. It's made from the finest ingredients so it stops itching, heals hot spots, and painful inflamed skin. Kramer Salve contains a proprietary blend of neem, an ingredient known for its healing properties. A 4-ounce 6-month supply, including shipping, is just $30, and the 2-ounce 3-month supply, including shipping, is only $20. Help your dog end the itch and hot spot cycle. Order today at KramerSalve.net. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.